Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a creative, a feminist, and a pastor. In this week's episode, we wrap up the Bread of Life series of the Jesus Lessons with a message that his followers may find hard to swallow. A holy shenanigans story about soul friends and a poetic poem borrowed from St. Patrick himself called I Arise. Well, my friends, it is the fifth of five readings in a row focused on Jesus as the bread of life. In this week's Jesus story, his followers come to a place where they need to make a choice. They continue to struggle with Jesus teaching that he is the bread of life. His followers are not shy about the fact that this teaching is hard and tell him so. And Jesus asks them if this teaching is offensive and draws a line in the sand and gives his students a choice to stay or to go. In this moment of tension, I imagine Jesus saying, do you want to continue to follow me even when things get hard? Some of his students do depart because he asks the 12 that remain, do you also wish to go away? His student Peter responds, to whom else can we go? and confesses that he wants to stay, and his fellow students, the eleven, say yes, they want to stay, and follow Jesus, the bread of life. If this were an episode of Say Yes to the Dress, this is where a person would step up on the pedestal with mirrors and their beloveds surrounding them, exclaiming, yes! But in the case of the disciples, this was not about a dress. This would be no cakewalk. This was going to be very, very hard. This decision to follow Jesus into the events to come would change the course of their lives forever. And for most, would cost them their lives. 
Jesus' question about staying or going for his students is an important one. He wants to know, for good or for poor, who is really with him. He wants to know who is willing to make the choice to do hard things. Who in that group of students was truly willing to say yes to Jesus, the bread of life, come hell or high water? It's uncomfortable to think of Jesus intentionally taking action to weed out his group of students. Yes, I think he wanted to know who he could trust, but I also think there is compassion in this hard teaching. This challenge to ask, are you really with me? But love often requires us to do hard things, doesn't it? Love in the true sense of the word isn't wishy-washy. In scripture, love is defined this way. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. Jesus didn't want his students to say yes to something that they had no interest in fighting for. Jesus didn't want weekend warriors for love. Jesus wanted people to understand that love is hard, really hard to live out 24-7, 365, but that love is the true bread that is worth the battle. I think it's important to give a reminder that the 12 students that said yes to the bread were not A-team students. Jesus, the fellow who says, where would we go, was not some well-known theologian. He was a fisherman. In the drafts of people most likely to follow a rabbi, the 12 that said yes would not have made the list of most likely to be the varsity team for the Son of God. When we think of the disciples, it can be tempting to put them way up on a pedestal to say, oh yes, St. Peter, Jesus said that he would build the church on his efforts. True, Jesus called Peter the rock on which the church would be built in Matthew 16, 18. But there are some questions in translation about who and what that rock actually was. A literal translation from the King James text would state, thou art rock and on this rock I will build my church. And to preserve a supposed pun, the Greek text chose to translate Peter's name as Petrus, rock, rather than Cephas, his name prior to following Jesus, Simon. I'm unpacking all of this because I wonder if what Jesus is saying is, Peter, you're a rock, or dirt, or do you see my point? True, Jesus does call Peter, and Peter would become the founder of the church as it was known. But Peter or Cephas or Simon was a fisherman, not from money or great ability. Peter was a rock that responded to Jesus' question of staying or going with a resounding yes. By the love of God, Peter, the fisherman, the rock, did some hard and amazing things. Which begins my question, will we say yes? But more on that in a moment.
Rachel Held Evans, theologian and author who passed away in 2019, much too soon as the result of complications with influenza, says this about the group of students that said yes to Jesus. This is what God's kingdom is like. A bunch of outcasts and oddballs gathered at a table, not because they are rich or worthy or good, but because they were hungry, because they said yes, and there's always room for more. To read more of Rachel's thoughts on this topic of the outcasts and oddballs that follow Jesus, look up her book, Searching for Sunday, Loving, Leaving, and Finding the Church. Yes, this group of Jesus followers is an odd group. Rachel Held Evans' words remind me of that Claymation Christmas special where Rudolph visits that little island. I think you know which one I'm speaking of. That island of misfit toys. But this yes of Peter and the Eleven is encouraging to me. It reminds me that perfection is not what God asks of people. Thank God. It reminds me that we don't have to have all the answers today. It reminds me that we can lean on God and hang out with fellow misfits, and we can do hard things for the sake of love. That saying yes to Jesus and to the work of really loving people in Jesus' name is work that is needed in the world. And that because there is nobody else accepting my application to be a student, I'm glad that that yes is more than enough for Jesus. So yes, Jesus, I need you to be my literal bread of life. So how will we say yes to this bread of life calling that is really hard work? It brings me to a history lesson about belonging and belonging before believing that I learned about in the book, The Celtic Way of Evangelism. That is about the origins of St. Patrick. The Celtic Christian community that was developed by St. Patrick was a community, an entourage of priests, seminarians, and others in A.D. 432. This experimental community of faith established a way of providing both peer and spiritual support for the members of that community, along with voluntary solitary space for devotions, spending time with small group for devotions, sharing common life and work, and gaining experience in ministry and witness, this community would partner with people with anamkaras, or soul friends. This person was not a superior, but a peer that helped, supported, and assisted the new person on the path of Christian discipleship. A central principle of this faith community was the sincere living out of radical welcome, This community would welcome newcomers to come, to live, to learn, and to make a choice to say farewell if the community was not what met their needs. When this fledgling community said, you belong before you believe, they meant it and gave people space to discern if this was the community for them or not. In this community, people had a choice. They could choose to stay or choose to go. They could test things out. They could test the sincerity of soul friends and see if they were a community that was actually known by their love for one another or not. Do you think you would say yes to this kind of soul friend community? Would you like to try out a community that allows you to belong before you believe? Sounds good to me.
My holy shenanigans this week has been one that is more subtle than others. Through the Jesus Bread of Life story, through Rachel Held Evans' words, and the remembering of St. Patrick's initial community, I'm reminded that Jesus calls rocks to the work of loving people in the name of God. As a self-proclaimed misfit, I'm thankful for the lack of litmus test from Jesus, because all of us need a space to belong. All of us need the ability to discern what we need to meet the needs of our spiritual lives. All of us need a sincere and true soul friend. Misfits, oddballs, outcasts, and rocks called to the table with radical welcome, where we don't have to have all the answers. All that is needed is an open hand, a hunger for the bread of love, and a yes to stick around and to be a rock in the hard place, of all things. As always, I've got lots of questions to ponder. As I think about this early Celtic Christian community, I wonder how the details of how they managed to cultivate a community where perfection was not the expectation actually happened. I love the fact that this community built in space for questions, for answers, and for people to say yes or no. I wonder what it might look like to foster this kind of community today. I also wonder that if the church were to make more space for questions, if the church was to extend belonging first, how might the church become a true community of soul friends? And to expand this question, not so specific to church world, but not letting church world off the hook, will we say yes to the bread of life and love? How do we say yes? Where will we say yes to a community that can be real and be soul friends to all people? How do we foster communities where belonging is not a condition of belief? This week's poem comes as an adaptation of a prayer called the Breastplate Prayer, or I Arise. It is attributed to St. Patrick himself. For me, this prayer has been a mantra to help me live into my questions, all the questions I have about the sacred. I arise for me is a statement of yes, but a yes that does not claim to have all the answers. It is a prayer of hope that makes room for me to say boldly that I am a beloved misfit of God. I hope for you this prayer is a reminder that you too are a beautiful and beloved misfit of God, and that you are welcome at God's table any and every time. As I arise today, may the strength of God pilot me, the power of God uphold me, the wisdom of God guide me. May the eye of God look before me, the ear of God hear me, the word of God speak for me. May the hand of God protect me, the way of God lie before me, the shield of God defend me, the host of God save me. May Christ shield me today, Christ with me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ in me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me, Christ on my right, Christ on my left, Christ where I lie down, Christ where I sit. Christ when I stand, Christ in the heart of everyone who thinks of me, 
Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in every eye that sees me. Christ in every ear that hears me. St. Patrick. This week, I'm grateful for the ancient words of St. Patrick, the reminder of that island of misfit toys, and the writing of Rachel Held Evans. It helps me to unpack this calling, the ask for a yes to radical welcome. This is the yes of hard things. This is necessary if soul friend space is to become a reality. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans to surprise, encourage, redirect, and sometimes turn life upside down, all in the name of love. Until next time, may your soul friends be real, and may you find a place to always be welcomed and belong.